Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, this is Lucy Arnaz. You're listening to TV Confidential. Describe Dorothy Joe when you first met her. Well, when I first met her, she weighed 142 pounds. And I was attracted to these beautiful curves. <laughs> and now we're married and she weighs 95 pounds. She played a very dirty trick on pounds. me. <laughs> 93 pounds. Yeah. I 93 beg your pardon. 93 pounds? Nice I didn't know anybody weighed that little. And, and you, well, you just, you missed the curve? <laughs> well, I suggested to her that, that perhaps she, <clears throat> she lives on lettuce and chocolate cookie, cookie uh, chocolate uh, kisses. You know something? What? I gave up chocolate kisses for Lent. Oh, you did? Uh, well, then she lives on lettuce. Just a couple more things, uh, if, if I can, Steve. want to button up a point you made a little earlier uh, when, we were, when we were talking about Bob reached a point where he decided it was time to step down. And part of it was, okay, you, you shoot six shows a week. And for people who don't understand this part of television production, you know this, Steve, because you've hosted shows. And you've done live newscasts, whether you're taping or doing a 30-minute show live, a 60-minute show live. Yes, you're only actually on the air for 30 minutes or 60 minutes, but you put like five hours of energy into that 30 or 60 minutes as you're doing the show. And on top of whatever prep work you have to do before the lights go on, Barker did that as well. So, it's, you know, he was putting a lot of energy. I mean, he, he was putting a lot more energy into hosting that one hour than people realize. Yeah. Uh, and, and here's another thing that many people forget is that in the late 80s, Barker then added on the title as executive producer of mm-hmm. the show. I'm one of these people, and and, and I think that is one of the things that created, if you will, some of the tension and the ill will behind the scenes that, unfortunately, you you can't hide from the fact that that happened and that Barker had to survive a scandal, and there were multiple lawsuits against him from people who were charging wrongful termination. I think it was the worst thing that happened to Barker or him to take the executive producer's stripes. I know that the reason he did it is because, obviously, they paid him some extra money, but also that the reason he did it was because he was very protective of the show's format, mm-hmm. and he didn't want it to get into the hands of somebody who he felt like might take it in a direction that it shouldn't go. But I, I think it was the worst thing that happened to him because I think it also created a lot of additional tension and pressure on him in which all right, the man, the man, you know, whether you thought he was the greatest or not, he, he at least was right up there on the Mount Rushmore as one of the four or five greatest of all time as an MC. And as a people, as as a man that people like coming into their homes, and I can tell you, it is a testimony to his ability to connect with the audience, why he survived 
those scandals because there are many people in television, and I'm not so sure if today, uh, after all those things started happening, I'm not sure that today, uh, 25 years before all the controversy started, I'm not sure that Barker himself would have survived it because we have a lot more of a, of a uh, if you will, uh, a, a, a complete pedestal that you cannot cross over. And there have been people who have been longtime personalities that have been fired in recent years for less than that. But the bottom line to it is, is that I, I think that you add that as being the executive producer to being the boss of the show as well as the MC of the show. That takes a toll. In addition to doing six shows a week for 39 weeks a year, it just takes a toll to the point that you really get to a point that it's, you know it's time, it's time to give it up. Some people don't recognize that. Some people will go on a year or two longer than they absolutely should have. But it was, I think if he had gone on another year or two, we might have begun to see a little bit more of a decline in his performance. And and so, you know, it, you know when it, it's the old story is when it comes to retirement, most people will say, you know when it's time, and I think Barker did. Any final thoughts on Bob Barker, Steve? I think that... One of the things, in addition to the fact that we talked about that he was a great listener, the man was a great communicator. Uh, he is the kind of man who could look right into that camera, whether it was telling you that the price is right was moving to a new time zone, whether it was telling you that uh, the price is right was going to be in a certain community and that they were going to do the onstage version of the price is right, or whether he was telling you help control the pet population, have your pet spayed or neutered. Yeah. But but the man was a tremendous communicator. There, there are many people who have been MCs, and some who have managed to last a few years with a show. But you're talking about somebody that whenever he looked into that camera or whenever he was dealing with a contestant, it was like he was talking to you as one person, not as this vast millions of people who were out there. And I think that in addition to the fact that he was one of the greatest listeners of all time and performers, I think the fact that he was a communicator one-on-one -on -one with people within the realm of what television is. Otherwise, he could have been your average host, but he just knew, and it was from the fact that he cut his teeth in radio in an era when people had to do that to be successful. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, Ed, I, I will say this again. We'll see many new MCs who come along through the years, and we won't replace Bob Barker with anyone who has even a half or even a third of the talent that he does because many of them I feel like today are like automatons or we hire stand-up comedians yeah. whose atmosphere and whose experience largely is in a realm where they're always trying to be on, always trying to be funny, and always trying to top somebody in the audience. Bob Barker knew that the people who were on there to win money were the stars of the show and that the folks at home wanted to see them win money. So there are a lot of people, and I'm, I'm one, I, I have great fondness for Bill Cullen and Tom Kennedy, but I will tell you, 
that the argument certainly could be sure that in addition to his longevity, that Bob Barker very well may be the greatest of all time. Tell us what's on tap on Steve Beverly's TV Classics oh, in September and October. Well, in September, uh, here we are on Labor Day weekend, and we are having, starting on Saturday night, go Sunday night to actually Tuesday morning at 9 a.m., uh, we have our annual Labor Day Spectacular Marathon of classics that go back through the years, and they're all a lot of fun. Our local audience enjoys it, but you can also watch it on the uh, Roku channel app called Stream On, as well as on eplustv6.com. But uh, also, we are going to have uh, an opportunity during the course of uh, these months to come uh, we're going to be introducing some a couple of new features in there. We're going to be looking back at a specific week in TV history. Uh, we're going to do that once a month for one of our segments because I think there's a lot of interest in people. What was it like on this specific night? Mm -hmm. What kind of shows did we have, say, on Monday night, which seemed to be the great breeding ground for comedy? What kind of shows did CBS surround the Ed Sullivan show, which was its Sunday night centerpiece? What did they surround that with? So we're going to add that to the mix and, and bring people into what it was like on given nights in television history, and I hope they enjoy it. You can you can enjoy Steve Beverly's TV Classic Saturdays and Sundays on ePlusTV6.com. And what was the name of that Roku channel again? It's Stream On, S-T-R-E-A-M-O-N. Download that for your Roku device or your Roku television set, and uh, you can go into the, the Stream On device, and ePlusTV6 is right there for you. Steve, always a pleasure to uh, chat with you. I look forward to our next conversation. It's a real joy, Ed. Thanks for having me on. We'll take a quick time out. Then Tony Figueroa and Donna Allen will join us. We come back on TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk tvconfidential.net talk at tvconfidential.net you can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential x.com forward slash tvconfidential or at tvconfidential on instagram and if you're listening to us on the tv confidential podcast please be sure to hit the subscribe button this portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.